Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Adrian Bode Podcast featuring Troy Malcolm, EP142. That's right, 142. We are getting closer and closer to that 150 mark. As always, I'm joined by the one and only uh, namesake on this program, Mr. Adrian Bode. AB, how are you, my friend? Great, Troy. How are you going? And how are you doing, you all? Very, very good. Now, listeners, uh, as we mentioned in our last episode, uh, we're going to be talking about the final sprint and the upside of auctions right now in the market. And AB, we have been not only calling, conducting, reviewing, coaching um, agents, buyers, sellers in our roles around Mm -hmm. the auction process. Now, a couple of things that we are going to discuss today, and I think from a high level point of view that we've noticed out there in the market is those agents that are embracing the auction process right now are winning in all markets. Um, Those that understand and have an intimate knowledge about working with buyers and sellers are winning. Yes. And the final part of that is those that understand the definitive time frame an auction process allows them to sell at any time until that closing date or that auction date um, are also winning. So this is an important episode, right? We're mm-hmm. kind of getting to that point of time where we're somewhat coming to Christmas time, kind of eight weeks, nine weeks until Christmas 2022. And we know that those that are embracing this process are going to see some great results in the lead up to Christmas. The buyers that are still out there in the market, guess what? They still want to buy. And the sellers out there that need to make a move before Christmas or want to be settled by Christmas, they're seeing some results as well. So this is an important episode to anyone that has slightly deviated from the process in regards to auctions and kind of pulled back a little bit and done a lot more of the private treaty, private sale mindset, but also for those that are wanting to really differentiate themselves in their market and outcompete the competition. Mm. This is a process, Adrian, that's tried and tested and we know works, right? Oh, look, there's no doubt about it. All you got to do, Troy, is look at our Queensland agents, for example. So our Queensland agents, for those who don't know, if they're running an auction process, it's actually illegal to provide any price guide at all, whether it's published or unpublished. Now, some of the biggest uptakers of the auction process are the Queenslanders. Now, why? Because they know that even though their clearance rate could be lower than most New South Wales counterparts, they know that the days on market will still be lower. Why? Because that auction creates a sense of urgency. It brings everything to a head. And usually if they don't sell it at auction, normally after the auction, something tends to happen. So that is an incredible example of how the auction process is still very effective. And I'm amazed how many uh, uh, Queensland agents still adopt the auction process. And I'm very, very proud of them. Because let me tell you, you know, you tell that to most New South Wales or Melbourne agents, and they think, wow, imagine that not even being able to talk about (laughs) price, you know, then you've got the other extreme, where there's some New South Wales agents at the moment who are extremely transparent, doubling down on auction and actually publishing a price guide. You don't need to publish a price guide, but at the end of the day, you've still got to provide a price to anyone that inquires. But there's no doubt that best practice, I think, is publishing a price guide. Why? Because every single buyer in the market, that's that's what they would prefer to see. And when a lot of agents say, oh, and a lot of owners say that, People don't like auctions. Buyers don't like auctions. It's generally, it's generally, buyers don't like properties with no published price guide, and that tends to be mostly auctions. So, you've got those two extremes, Troy. And as you said, this is not the time to deviate off process. This is not the time to 
uh, to, to ignore the auction process. This is the time to double down. Why? It's the most efficient and effective way to sell. It's the most transparent way to transact for buyers and sellers, and it will reduce your days on market as an agent. And on top of that, you get much more market profile for both yourself and your brand. Yeah, Adrian, and it's um, it's actually interesting. You know, we we have a number of case studies, and we're going to talk about maybe one or two of them today mm. about where um, the process of auction has allowed buyers and sellers a time frame to make the right decision to get the result. Now, that's in turn helped the agent, right? Yes, because it's developed. Um, competitive tension, mm-hmm. more buyers emotionally connected yeah. to get that highest possible price, which is a philosophy that you and I have been working for the best part of 20 years that mm-hmm. we've been associated with each other. Mm-hmm. Adrian, can I ask you then, what's what's the upside for an agent that's thinking about a property that they want to take to auction? What's the mm-hmm. upside right now? What are some of the dialogue that they can use with a vendor that may be giving them pushback around the auction process as we kind of get to this part in time of the year? Sure. Well, the first thing I would be doing is actually showing them what the alternative is. Now, the alternative is private treaty or private sale. Now, if you looked purely as an objective metric around clearance rates, well, there's absolutely no doubt that even though clearance rates have dropped, you know, maybe from 90% to 60%, that all that is for auction is how many properties out of 100 have sold at or before auction within a 28-day period. So if you sat down with a vendor and said, okay, these were the properties that were listed not by auction, but by a private treaty, and the ones that have been listed by private treaty that sat sold at or before auction within 28 days happen to be 15% or 20%. That would probably likely be the statistics. Why? Because there's no urgency, there's less marketing, there's no deadline, you know, and again, like we talked about in our last episode, Troy, that one of the things we can't control in this market is buyer reluctancy and a lack of urgency. That's one of many things we can't control. However, but creating the auction forum and the auction environment, you actually organically create a sense of urgency and less buyer reluctance. Why? Because a buyer will turn up and they'll be placed in a situation where they have a binary decision to make. Do I buy it or do I not buy it? You know, and look, I've got one very good example. As many people you know, I coach Josh Tesselon. I actually call auctions for him as well. Actually, this Sunday, I'm calling 10 out of 10. Three weeks ago, I, 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 I uh, called nine out of nine and we sold all of them. Uh, I tend to fill in for Tim Snell, who does most of them, but, you know, he's, he's, he's having a bit of a break. Um, and look, Josh, Josh is a very good example of someone who's high volume, Troy, who was doing the private treaty situation. Um, And what happened was when the market started to change, we started to see all these rescissions on private treaty offer and acceptances with cooling off periods. Not only that, we started seeing extensions of what traditionally used to be five days, which extended up to 30 days in some instances, and still still rescissions occurred, right? So that caused a lot of frustration and then as Tony Robbins talks about you know you normally got to associate pain with something before you change and that's when Josh called me and said you're right Bowie you've been talking to me about auctions for the last 18 months <laughs> I, I, I you know it's 11 30 it's not even 12 o'clock and I've had six rescissions you know yeah. and all of them were extensions from five days so you know 
And that's a person who was saying, I don't think auctions will work in my market, uh, number one. Number two, and these are all stories that he's telling himself. Number two, you know, I don't necessarily have the skill set for auction, et cetera. And again, that was very easily changed. Why? Because we educated the market. We educated him. He was a very a skilled agent already. He's just made that slight evolution to, to auction dialogue, you know. Um, and now you're seeing someone with a 90% plus clearance rate in his auction process. Now, the the coaching wasn't that revolutionary, Troy. It was, this is best practice vendor management, which is over-communicating, submitting offers and using objective metrics, number yep. one. And number two, over-communicating with your buyers by being very transparent and honest and open around your motiv owner's motivation. And number three, published price guides. That combination has seemed to be a winning combination. Now, not to mention all the hard work uh, by him and his team that goes into it. But, you know, when you think about it, it's still just him, two associate agents and one admin person to do over 300 transactions. And the auction process is working. I'm confident this week we'll, we'll still achieve, you know, 90 plus percent clearance rate. So that's one example of where someone told themselves a story that it's not possible, but with a change in story, a change in strategy, a change in skill, um, and a change in state, and we talk about those four those four S's, Troy, that any blockage can be broken through. Yeah. Um, Adrian, the dialogue that you're having, because that's an agent dialogue, yeah. um, I know that Josh is running that process and really clearly achieving some great results and i for anyone that didn't watch uh, adrian's stories i think you posted every single one of yeah. those auctions as yeah. a result and it was it was amazing to watch because not only josh was there seeing the result and working with the buyers but all his team was there Absolutely. as well yeah and it created an event and i think that's yeah. the other thing about auctions and the run and the importance of it is mm. creating that social proof out yeah. there in the market and making sure that the clients and the community knows that you're the person getting results not a time to not even have a signboard up, not the time to not be communicating, like you said, over communicating to your vendors, over communicating to your buyers. Mm. This is the time that we should really see um, the target range of running three to four fantastic campaigns mm. on a monthly cycle be yep. met. Um, we should also see that as every successful auction should create another three to five listing opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And you're 100% right, Troy, with the team. And that's one of the other upsides with auction is that, you know, you can certainly publicise your private treaty results, but with an auction, you actually get the community <coughs> there to view you on display at work you know, talking to buyers, talking to sellers. Um, a lot of people talk about a team approach, but you're right. What Josh's team does is have every agent working with one particular buyer and calling out the bids, and they're very animated and they're and and um, they're, they're 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 very high energy in their approach. So suddenly you've got another vertical to your business, which is public domain, public exposure and community awareness on how you actually transact and communicate with your buyers and sellers. So another terrific upside to that auction process. So anyone who's unsure about whether auctions will work or not, anyone who's unsure whether they've got the skill set or the dialogue um, to actually create a successful auction, I really think that they can go online, get a coach or listen to all the great content out there and really make sure that you connect with someone who's doing it well and the transition or the evolution is not 
as dramatic or remarkable as you think from being a successful private treaty auction to a successful auction agent. Mm. Um, so I really feel that that's something we need to focus on. AB, running now until the final couple of weeks of this year, and we've got like maybe a, a good six-week cycle that we're going to be running campaigns, but we're also going to be thinking about in that time frame mm. who will be signing up to do some great deals, whether they're auction, private treaty, private sale, but who will be signing up for 2023 start dates? Um, can I ask you, what's the right range for agents to be really trying to get on their books, make sure that they finish this year strong, but also start moving to next year's mindset? And I know that you know where we're kind of coming up to that six or seven weeks um seven or eight really to to the end of the year but i know that agents have started to think about their pipeline and they want to know that they're coming back earlier than yeah. what they previously have they want to make sure they're having a rest over that holiday period yes um if they need to get away for a week they're doing that but they're also very very clear in their ambition mm. of the number of properties that they want to be representing uh, for the activity with buyers and sellers come early January when they step back in the business. Can I ask you, what would be some of the clients that you're coaching? What's the target range that you're asking them to try and achieve by the end of this year? Number of sales, number of listings, mm. but also setting up to kick off the new year. It's, it's a really important question, especially this year, Troy, given what's happened over the last three years. I speak to a lot of agents, and I'm sure you do, Troy, who say, you know, Adrian, Troy, I'm just exhausted, you know. And, you know, it's completely understandable that there's been so much going on the last three years. Very few people have had an opportunity to take a break. Um, and I genuinely feel this year, from mid-December to very early January, that would be my recommendation, have a decent break, fully switch off, and make sure that you're spending time with family and loved ones um, because you, you really need to recharge the batteries, okay? And I say early January because I've got a feeling that the phones are going to start ringing pretty early next year. I think there's going to be that force break. There's going to be that interest rates uh, which have gone up and market's going to start to, to restabilise. And I really feel that people are going to want to transact early in the new year. So in saying that, between now and middle of December, you really need to put your head down, um, you know, focus on, on prospecting with a purpose. And what I mean by that is past appraisals, past clients, um, your hot list, your chase list, hot buyers, and anyone in your pipeline who you might have spoken to this calendar year who had any appetite towards doing anything because there's going to be a lot of change of circumstances. There's going to be a lot of people like there was during COVID um, who might want to, you know, move areas, downsize, upsize, offsell an investment or whatever it might be. So I think you really need to set yourself up to have anywhere between two to eight listings signed up, you know, mm -hmm. depending if you're a lifestyle agent or a growth agent, signed up, ideally auction, ideally starting around that that uh, middle of January period. I just, you know, a lot of people used to wait for the January long weekend and then start marketing properties in early February. I think that's a mistake this year. I think you can start a lot earlier. There's going to be a lot of people back and keen to transact. And, you know, I just feel it, that's a very good number to focus on. And any reluctancy from your clients to say, oh, just call me in the new year. Well, I'd be saying to them, look, Troy, if the decision has been made to sell, there's absolutely zero downside to us catching up, getting instructions, 
You've got to make a decision on an agent either way. I'd love it to be me. Here are my seven USPs why I think it should be me. Um, let's link arms and move forward and, and start and start uh, the ball rolling. That way, when we do come back uh, around uh, early January, we can start talking to buyers and getting the property live. Yeah, and I know, Adrian, there's people out there that are starting to think about um, those, prop, those lifestyle areas, properties mm. going live. Um, mm. over that Christmas period. Why? Because they know that people are at home, they're on their iPad, they're watching the cricket, they're enjoying family time. Maybe they're not enjoying family time, who mm. knows? Um, but they're searching property. So yes. for a lot of those lifestyle locations, actually anywhere, it doesn't actually need to be a lifestyle location. Mm. People are making decisions and we know um, of our good friend, Anthony Michael from realestate.com.au yeah. that um, the highest day of statistics on REA uh, on the app is actually Boxing Day. Yes. Um, so the day after Christmas Day. And we just want to make sure that, you know, if, if you're setting up an auction campaign uh, mm-hmm. and you want to launch early in the new year or you want to have it over that Christmas period, 28th of January, uh, we're yep. starting to see expressions of interest for auctions yes. um, come through the business. But that's a great time um, to consider going live and having your auction on that day. And we know there's a number of auctions that are definitely being booked uh, in those metropolitan areas, but it's not restricted from anywhere. So if you want to pencil that in your calendar to our listeners, the 28th of Jan is the first official auction day um, with an early comeback. Uh, that's a good time to do it. AB, um, this has been a really another great episode for anyone mm. listening to this. It's episode number 142. Uh, we've got a few more weeks of rolling out episodes. Continue to send through your questions. We know that we get questions on uh, both our Instagram profiles and all our social media. Um, important that you keep sending them through because we know that that's our currency to answer all your questions and help you out. These questions, uh, definitely last week's question in regards to the impact on the market and interest rates, that came through um, off one of your coaching clients, Adrian. They yes. wanted to remain anonymous, but they thought it was a really important question. Mm. Uh, next week, we've got a couple of questions around process again, the prospecting process and going back to those past clients. So listeners, we'll be back again with another episode uh coming to you next week same time same channel make sure you rate us five stars on all the programs and all the platforms that you listen to this podcast ab as always great to see you mate um can't wait to catch up again next week no doubt speak to you multiple times throughout the week uh, thanks again listeners thanks troy thanks listeners